Hello, people of Anchor. I'm Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, the place where Anchor gets an intimate look at its members of its community and the people around it. Hope you guys enjoy tonight's episode, and as always, each episode will be published every Thursday night. Thank you, and enjoy. Hello, people of Anchor. My name is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and tonight you know what time it is. It's episode three, and you're wondering who the mystery guest is? Well, it's Aaron Bronander, Anchoritis. And for those of you who didn't get the promo yesterday, it was me coughing. <coughs> because if you caught the anchor bug like me, Anchorites is the place to be. Uh, but more importantly, guys, Aaron Bronander is our special guest tonight. I had a great conversation and sit down with him. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. And let's get inspired. So Aaron uh, requested Thunder by Imagine Dragons. I'm going to play it again. And hope you guys enjoy that uh, theme song by Aaron. And I will publish the interview right now. Welcome back to another interview on Anchor Nation Community Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and I'm pleased to be joined by Aaron Bronander tonight. Aaron, uh, we've had a lot of great memories over this past summer, and how, yeah. I'll give you the floor definitely, and I'll give you the floor to you to explain who you are to the Anchor Nation. Okay, well, um, the answer to that question is not really anybody of importance. <laughs> um, I am just a guy. I am. 31 years old, residing in Texas, and I just have a passion for creating stuff, whether that's audio or video, or I used to write blogs, you know, really just anything creative. So I'm really in, interested in just the creative, the creative drive, I guess. And and talking about that is kind of something that I really enjoy as well. Motivation to be creative. Absolutely, and we've definitely had our memories and. Let's begin with tonight's first question. So the most right. famous question, yeah, the first most famous, because my throat's cracked there, uh, first, <laughs> uh, famous, first famous question we've always had, who told you about Anchor? So what's your story behind your first day on Anchor, and did you have any outside influences? or? Yeah, um, so I actually really like this question because I love hearing like where everybody comes from and how they found the app. Um, especially when they found it as just a, a on a lark or something you know they like your story where you just happen to find it because you're updating your weather app i love that so mine is not quite the same but a, kind of in the same vein um so you know that there was kind of a youtuber invasion a little bit um yeah, around the I time you and i know. started yeah yeah um and so there's a youtuber by the name of jordan taylor um, he's part of Blimey Cow. He has his own personal channel. And actually, probably a lot of the people, Kevin, that you interacted with in the beginning came to Anchor because of him, um, because he really started using it. Yep, yeah. So um, he had mentioned it on either one of his videos or Twitter or something like that. And immediately I was interested because I've been doing podcasts and stuff now for a little while. Um and a, you know they marketed it as start your own po- your own podcast and maybe even kind of the YouTube of podcasts, which is something that has been lacking and something I've been waiting for for a long time. You know how easy it is to subscribe and easy it is to interact and all that. We've needed that for podcasts. So the funny thing is though is as soon as he said it, I didn't just immediately download the app, <clears throat> and I don't really remember why I didn't. I'm trying to remember. I, I think I just kind of filed it away as, okay, yeah, that's something I need to try. And I just didn't for probably 
a month or so after he started talking about it. And then on a whim on a long weekend, actually, I think it was over the July 4th weekend. July yeah. 4th, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had some extra time, and I was like, okay, it's time for me to check this out. I've been meaning to. And pretty much that's that's the end of the story. I opened it up, and honestly, I think you were one of the first people I heard. Of course, I immediately subscribed <laughs> to Jordan, and I still am. But um, I think when I met you then, and we started kind of trading echoes back and forth, I started seeing the power of the app and why it's different and why it could really catch on if people see it the same way that we did, which was kind of more like a social network, but also, yes, you can still have your podcast on it. So uh, the rest, they say, is history. It's only been a couple months, but it feels like it's been longer than that. Yeah, I believe we both had our two-month anniversaries of joining the app. Obviously, uh, you know, it's been crazy. We were kind of the audio boom 2.0 updaters. Uh, shout out to you guys. But, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. I... I the past, the past things I've heard is Jordan Taylor, Gary Vaynerchuk, these YouTubers are mm-hmm. moving in. So I see what yeah. you're saying. So now to a more personal question, and we you've been on this podcast, Touch the Clutch Opinions. Has yep. how has your job promotion over the summer helped you grow as a person? Oh man, it it's challenged me a lot, which I think is something that I needed. Um, you know how you kind of have a surface understanding of things, but then if you either move into a new position or even just move into a new stage in your life and you start to learn more about that and you start to kind of get challenged a little bit and you have to think of things a different way. And so I think that's the biggest thing with any of the promotions I've had and specifically this last one that's really put me in a spot where I'm kind of always learning and puts you in a spot where you're not as confident as you were before, you know, um, Overcome the my other yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in my other position for like over a year. And so I'd gotten to the point where I was pretty comfortable with everything. Um, it had its challenges, of course, but then to go from that to something that I'm not as comfortable with is definitely um, a challenge for sure. But you know what? I, I'm coming to this idea that adversity and challenges are kind of what make life interesting. And I think if exactly. you constantly, yeah, if you constantly avoid them, um, I think you're. I think that's when depression might sit in. Now it's different for everybody, but for me specifically, when I'm not doing anything, like I have a long vacation and I don't plan activities around, I don't do anything creative, I kind of start to get depressed. And so, over the last like year or so, I've really kind of started to come into this understanding of, I used to avoid hard work because I'm like, why bother with it? Um, I used to try to take the easy way out on everything, and now I'm kind of learning more that adversity and challenges, and when things are hard, that's actually a good thing. And it takes a while to change that mindset, but that's definitely something this new job and previous jobs have started to teach me. Yeah, and that's, that's not just an informational source to any like anybody, but to the kids growing up and you know people who are like my age, you need to find the adversity and the hard work pays off eventually. You just got to give it some patience. And then when you start yeah. doing that, yeah. you'll realize, you know what, good things can happen. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool that you uh, grew as a person from the hard times. Now, yeah, before, sure. we get to the next qu- before we get to the next question, I have this inspired uh, question for you. Can we, okay. let, can we let everybody know about your Anchor-itis show you got going on before we get to the next question? Yeah. This, this is a good one. And- 
That's great. So I've been trying to work on my elevator pitch for this, which is basically if somebody gives you 30 seconds, what would you say? So I'm going to try to do that, um, but it's still I still don't have it all sorted out, so bear with me. Uh, so Anchoritis is a show I started on Anchor. Um, it is basically a show about Anchor, but also a show about creativity, uh, life, just life in general. Um, I talk a lot about health and wellness and fitness and stuff like that, things that I have become interested in over the last, again, over the last year or so. Um, and so I try to be unique, but I also try to be, um, I try to relate. I, I hope I'm relatable anyway. Nobody's told me I, I'm not. So uh, I try to be a little relatable and, and down to earth, and I try not to take it too seriously um, and just just really have a good time. I really like the audience participation that can happen through Anchor. And so that's kind of what that show's about. It's still really vague because it's early, early in its conception. Early stage. But, um, yeah, exactly. But as you know, all this stuff on Anchor is just kind of, we don't know what's going to stick yet um, because exactly. it's still a relatively uh, new platform. So I'm just trying to kind of try new things and change as much as possible and not be stuck in any one way because we just don't know what's going what's gonna to catch on and what's not. Perfect, and that's what we have. And one of your uh, segments on Anchoritis is Anchor Features. So here's the question number yeah. three inspired Anchorite's question. What is your anchor? What is your favorite anchor feature right now, currently? And then we'll get to the, the second part. Okay, uh, favorite feature right now. Honestly, it's probably this one that we're using right now, the interview. The interview. Um, and I want to try to use it more myself um, once I kind of build up a little more of an audience. Because yeah, this is. I think there are some improvements that they can do with the, the interviewing feature. It would be kind of cool if it happened through the app itself to where you wouldn't have to exchange phone numbers just because yeah, be there cool. might be some people who are like, hey, I don't want to be interviewed if I have to give you my phone number, number or something like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think it's got to be the interview feature is probably the most powerful one because we can do this. We can just kind of chat about things. And uh, Shoot the all podcasts, I, yeah, all podcasts I believe are more interesting when there's at least two people. I know there's some people who do individual podcasts and stuff like that, yourself included, that can be interesting. Mm -hmm. But I love conversation, and I think conversation is really important. Yeah, and believe it or not, guys, for those of you who don't know, Aaron Bronandrew was the first guy to ever interview me. So that's a side note because yep. <laughs> uh, before I left the vacation, I was on Anchoritis. So now the more yep. important second part is what do you see in the future? It's got to be the and I've been I've been saying this for a cup for like two months now. Uh, it's got to be a segment browser. Um, yeah, I find too many times when the app crashes, which it doesn't do often, but it does, and I go back to start a station that posts a lot of content, like one of your stations. It brings me back to the beginning, and then I gotta cycle through all of this. Yeah, um, I hear you. Yeah, so I'd like to be able to go to your station, but then see a list, kind of like you can see your own segments. Um, it would be nice to be able to see all your segments and just kind of look through and be like, okay, you know, I, I listened to this, this, and this. Okay, that's where I left off, and click it, and it would start from there. Or even just to be able to cherry pick things that I want to hear and things I'm not interested in. Like if I don't like the music that people post, I can skip all of that, you know, 
and I can just go right to the segments I want to hear. But, yeah, that's got to be the biggest thing um, because I consume Anchor uh, throughout the day, like while I'm at work or while I'm at the gym or something, and I can't really – I like to just kind of put it in my pocket. And so if I stop whatever I'm doing and start again, it gets kind of hard to remember where I left off. And um, Got you. If I could do at least a segment browser, it would at least show me the names of the segments, and that would be very, very helpful. Yeah, and that's back to your theory, consumer but not creator by day. But, yeah, I mean, if we can categorize some things on Anchor with the stations, that's definitely an improvement. And we'll get to that in question five because that's, mm-hmm. that's probably a really important thing about rebranding and uh, the newest update coming out, which we're all excited for. But more of a personal yeah. question now. Uh, question four, what are some hobbies you have had since you were young? Um, so my biggest one is probably Lego, which I've done a segment on just recently. Yep. Um, Lego Millennium, yep. Yeah, so the, the I mean, ever since I was a, a little kid, of course, and what, what kid didn't like to build Lego sets, you know, so that's not really that unique. It's just something that stuck with me, though. And I even tried for a time, you know, right after college, I kind of, kind of put all that stuff away, stored it all, um, and kind of was like, okay, you know, I'm an adult now. I don't need this. And then a couple of years went by, and really it was kind of more when around the time I got married that I picked it back up again because I just, man, I just felt like there was something missing. I don't know. Um, and. A lot of the things about me boil down to just a few key things, and the biggest one is creativity. And so there, to me, is almost no greater expression of my creativity than Lego sets. And um, right now, in the part, the place I am in my life, I collect the models more than anything. Um, I have a couple of custom things, but, well, of course, when I was younger, it was all about being creative, but even gotcha. when I purchase sets now and I put them together and follow the instructions and all that, there's still this idea of like, how is this thing on the box going to become that when I start with just the one piece? To me, the greatest point in a set is when you you pull out that first piece and you put it aside and you think everything that comes next started from this one piece. And there's just something really interesting about that and something really uh, appealing to my creativity that I, I like to think of, like, the guy who was maybe designing that set while I'm building it. Like, oh, this is what he was thinking when he used this piece here or that piece there. And that really that really kind of gets my creative, creativity going, even though I'm just building a set that someone else created. So a lot of people think that, you know, in order to be creative with Lego, you have to build your own stuff, which is only about half true. Um, the creativity still happens when you're building someone else's creation because someone was creative enough to put that all down and to make it all work. It's just it's fascinating, especially some of the, the bigger sets that are a little more detailed. The way that they use pieces is just – it just really has interested me from a young age. So that's kind of the whole Lego thing. I would like to do another segment on that on my show maybe write some things down about really what's going on there. Cause I think there's more, I think there's more, but that's mm-hmm. about all I can think off the top of my head. That's, that's yeah, a I good got one. You. I, I, sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I got you. It's like the creative, the architecture process. But back to you. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest one um, that has been a constant in my life since I was a kid. Um, but, I mean, the other one is what we're doing right now. It's podcast. It's audio. It's, mm-hmm. um, I used to make these these tapes when I was a kid where I would make up Star Wars stories in my head and record my voice. Um always thought radio was fascinating, but then also I like to make videos too when I was a kid. So I see just this, this line of like, it didn't really matter what it was to me. It just, I needed to be creative. And I didn't realize that, of course, at that age, because I'm just having fun, you know? And so I guess a part of me is trying to recapture my childhood in that way, mm, yeah. because I got creative when I was a kid, and it, hey, it's not great stuff, I was a kid, but now that I'm older and I'm trying to make things that are better and more produced, I lose sight of, hey, this is just for fun. You know, this is just to be creative. And I've been trying to kind of get myself back to that mindset for like the last, a lot of stuff has happened in the last year. I hear you. So you're just trying to rekindle that uh, childhood memory, which is a good part, and uh, not yeah. everybody, yeah, I got you. Because everybody, we're all kids from somewhere, like I say, and we're all trying to get that creative mind going. And once you get that creative mind going, I'm a firm believer, and you should be too, of the world's your playground. You know, you can accomplish so many things when you have a clear mindset and that creativity to keep going and keep pushing. And through the adversity also will help your uh, your style and your approach to life. It's so we move on yeah. to that. Exactly. Just like the heart and the brain. So now we move on to question five, and this one, this one's a hot. This has been a hot commodity over Anchor. With the recent rebranding of Anchor stations, do you have any reason to believe that in the future, every single Anchor user might have to rebrand because of the new update 3.0 coming out soon? And and before you answer, yeah, I was going to say before you answer, I'm going to say, other than maybe the people who already have established brands. Like, people like us, like kind of more the outsiders we're speaking for here. Yeah, so um, I kind of tried to look it up beforehand here, but what do you have anything in particular that you think is going to be in 3.0 that might guide this conversation uh, a little bit, or is it all kind of speculation I, at this point? It's all speculation. There was something, okay. though, when I was on vacation. It said something about a little ear with, like, Expect big things with, like, a little ear emoji. So, so they might be doing something to update yeah. your hearing experience. I don't know. That's kind of all speculation. Though. Yeah. So we'll, we'll that take was the only thing. Here. The only thing I could find, the tweet that said, keep this between us, but Anchor 3.0 is going to be a third ear you can attach to your head. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I think they're making a joke. I guess I don't know. But anyway, um, so I guess it remains to be seen if everyone's going to have to make a 180 and go in a different direction. But I don't think that even – I think 3.0 is probably just going to build on what they already have because it seems like they're headed in a direction of making your content into a podcast, and that's kind of what got me interested in it um, and the community aspect of it. So, again, that idea, I think – and no one from Anchor has said this, but – the idea of making the YouTube of podcasts or the YouTube of audio, yeah. I think is I think that's what they need to pursue, and they need to probably 
I know you can't actually say that as a company because there's a lot of copyright stuff, but they need to really mm -hmm. pursue that idea, and I think they'll be onto something huge because we've needed this for like a long time. iTunes has been like the only thing for so long for podcasts, and trying to find out how your podcast is doing through iTunes is just it's very very hard. Um, even trying to find out, I do mine through Squarespace. Um, and they have some pretty decent tracking um, algorithms and stuff, but they even have a disclaimer, this is not accurate. <laughs> it's just a guess based on the IP addresses and people are logging in and downloading and all that kind of stuff. So we need something like Anchor because I can tell, hey, you were listened to 83 times last night. Yeah. That's, that's pretty great for somebody who's trying to run a show. It's Even when it doesn't seem like people are listening, I get that digest and I'm like, hey, I was heard 25 times. That's probably more than a lot of my podcasts got because they're just in this hole yeah. of iTunes, you know? And I guess, nobody... Yeah, I got you. Yeah, nobody can find it and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, to specifically talk about rebranding, it's possible that people will want to shift what they're doing on Anchor uh, due to some updates. That's, that's very, very possible. I don't think it's necessary for everybody. I think what you need to decide is what do you want the channel to be? Is it going to be your personal channel? So then, yeah, it should be your name. Is it just going to be a show? Then maybe it should be named that show, you know? Um, and that's kind of my thought process behind branding back to Anchoritis instead of my name. Um, because I, I feel like I can always go back to my name. That is my name. No one else has that name. So I can go back to that if I ever need. But Anchoritis could be something that, is basically my personal podcast. I have other ones that I do with other people, but Anchoritis could be my personal thing. And so that's why I kind of rebranded it, and it's not necessarily about me. It's about the show itself. So I'm just exactly. the host of the show. So people will, I think, will naturally do that depending on what the features are. I'm interested to hear more about what these features are going to be. And I kept hearing something about September here. So... Ooh, uh, another tweet that said something about wonder what will come in September, and that's directly from Anchor. So that seems oh, like yeah, 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 I saw that. You know, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I think people need to just think long and hard before they just rebrand every day. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, I always, I always thought a funny idea for a YouTube channel would be a channel that um, seems like it can't figure out what it is, and so each week <laughs> they change, change their name, they change their graphics, and they have a new format every single week. Every day. And it was, wow. it would kind of be a play. Yeah, it would kind of be a play on the fact that, like, I've done that before, where it's like I'm going in one direction, then I'm like, complete 180. And it, it, it screams of, like, uh, you're not confident in your abilities, you're not confident in the content you're giving. Yeah. And so uh, to, to keep switching back and forth, uh, I don't think a rebrand is necessarily that. Um, but... I think that would be a funny idea, and so I guess if any of your listeners steal that, I won't be too upset because I don't think I'm going to do it, but it would be kind of a funny YouTube channel. And speak a lot to, like, hey, have confidence in your creative endeavors mm -hmm. because that will come through. It almost doesn't really matter what the show is named at the end of the day because that's not going to be what people gravitate towards. Um, I think it's going to be your personality and the content itself that keeps people there. So really the naming, if you want to change your name every other week, you go for it. As long as the content's good, people will find you.
Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, people want to stay there because you have good content. It doesn't really matter what your name is. But what right. I'm really yep. looking forward to, if, if, if we're just speculating, I'm really looking forward to this mm-hmm. new update because I feel like, they, what, they launched in like 2015 or something? Or 2016? Was it that That's long? like, yeah. yeah, I think they founded in 2015. So I think really this year is kind of more like a work, and this is for every anchor station out there. It's kind of a work in progress. We're all new to the system. But I think by 2018 mm-hmm. sometime, you'll start seeing more people really, you know, honing on their, their craft and really just start to build on it. So I, I really think I have good things for Anchor coming up, and hopefully yeah. uh, hopefully you do as well, man. So mm-hmm. now we go to another personal question, uh, question six. I know this is a tough one for some people, but uh, how has getting married changed your way you see life? Huh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, I was actually because of one of my anchor segments the other day, I was looking back at some of the YouTube videos that my brother-in-law and I did. And uh, yeah. most of them are before I was married. Like right, I'm talking like right before too, like 2011, 2012. So I've been married for coming up on five years in September. Um, Congratulations. And thank you, thank you. Um, they say the first five is the hardest, I guess. And then there's a lot of theories about that though. Uh, I'm trying to think of one way I could say it of how it's changed the way I think um, or the way I see life. I guess that it's not always just about you. Um, The bachelor life is, it can be intoxicating and it can be a lot of fun, Um, but I think that it's not the way to live your life forever. Now, some people can do that, and if you can, more power to you, and it isn't even about getting married. We could just say the same thing about having a close friend or being close with mm-hmm. your family. You know, it could be the same thing. But, uh, for me, it's kind of changed. You know, that segment I just did on that $800 Lego set that I really want. So if that is something I want to pursue, I now have more people invested in that decision than before. Um, now I have to be like, okay, if I'm going to do that, here's the steps I need to take to do that. I need to save this. I need to make sure I'm taking care of the bills. I need to, you know, because it's more than just me that's affected by it. Um, And I think whether you get married or not, I think everybody needs to find some connection to other humans. I think it's important. Um, And I even consider myself an introvert. So this is coming from somebody who doesn't really need connection with other people. But um, it teaches you a lot about yourself, you know, um, makes you not as selfish. Well, I take that back. It doesn't make you that way. It, uh, it can if you allow it, because I know a lot of people who are in marriages that it's still very selfish. Um, and that's why sometimes they don't work, which is very, very sad. But, you know, it's just it's really hard to quantify down into one thing, but I guess that would be the biggest thing is just kind of thinking things affect more people than just me now. And if I just have to kind of remember that when I'm making decisions about jobs, about spending money, about where I'm going that night, all of that. So, but it's a good thing for me. It's been, uh, it's been eye opening about me. I think you just learn more about yourself as a human. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and you're just trying to find the balance between Exhibit A, you know, when you were, like, single, 
you have more freedoms. Now, exhibit B, when you're married, you have to find the balance between you and your partner. You have to find a balance, or even if you're not, like another person, you got to you got to empathize towards yeah. people. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm so I'm big on that idea too of balance. Like that's been something yeah. over the last few years that I've tried to to hone in on because I think too many people are either gung ho on this side about something or gung ho on the other side. Yeah. And so to me, like even in my political opinions and in the way I live my life. I try to find that middle ground where I'm like, I'm confident and comfortable here in what I believe and what I think in all of that. And finding that balance in life and in your opinions and all of that, it can be hard, but I think it's necessary. Because sometimes you have to kind of swallow some pride and other times you have to learn things that you go contrary to what you believe, you know? Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, you're you're totally right. It's kind of weird you'd say that because um, I'm just assuming you're not married, right? <laughs> no, I'm a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I mean. So like, uh, if if you keep that in mind as far as like it's going to be a balancing act, then that's a good that's a good place to be. And that's really life in general is going to be a balancing act. The older you get, the more things you're going to have to balance. And doing that with a calm head is really really important. And, yeah, guys, whether you're a kid like me who's seen it firsthand with, you know, teen dating and whatnot or Aaron who has a marriage, it's all about finding balance, finding the right, you know, points of empathy, find the right points of when to do this, when to do that, you know, where do you need to be at the right place, you know, who do you support. It's all it's all balance, and it's like a balancing act, like juggling. You have to balance so many things, and then when you get it right, it feels like you're accomplished. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So, question seven, this is kind of like more of your childhood roots, or if it is. Uh, when did you first find a passion in audio and podcasting? Um, you know, I, I sort of answered this a little bit more in, like, some of the hobbies I had, because I guess it was just when I when I got a, a tape recorder, I was trying to remember the name of it because it's been so long, um, and that so was long. a little yeah, it was a little device that was a cassette tape that you put in, and you could hit record. You get you get these blank tapes, and you could record things. And so I think that's when I kind of fell in love with it. I always kind of liked radio. Um, my parents gotcha. listened to a lot of talk radio. Um, this so this would be late '90s, early 2000s talk radio. Um, and while I, while I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the opinions people were giving, um, even at that that age. Um, or even just like their style, I knew that I liked the idea of like sitting in a radio booth and and talking and having people listen. That's probably the biggest attraction of um, creating audio, especially when you get like that anchor digest back and it's like, hey, at least somebody heard what I said. You know, if that ever comes back as zero. Yeah, listen, feeling of satisfaction. Like, uh, yeah, and you know, that probably comes from Myself being, I was one child out of eight, so I had a huge oh, family. Wow. Yeah, um, and so I was not really in the middle, but kind of towards the tail end. I was the youngest boy, but I had two sisters below me. Um, and I guess there's always that struggle for me to, like, I need to be heard. And, hey, I have some ideas that I think are good. And as a kid, my ideas were not that great. <laughs> I had some pretty harebrained ideas. But um, I guess that's kind of why I wanted to do audio, because I thought, hey, this is a guy who sits 
behind a microphone, doesn't have to be in front of anyone, but can express himself yeah. and people will listen to him. And they'll, they'll not do what he says, but they'll take him seriously. That's been, that's been kind of a big, it's weird how I'm just kind of realizing all that right now. <laughs> it It's an attempt not to be good. like, I want, yeah, I want to be taken seriously. And I'm like a 31-year-old man now, so I feel like I am for the most part. But mm-hmm. as a kid, that's a huge motivator for me is I just, just somebody stop what you're doing and listen to what I'm saying because I think <laughs> I can't express myself very um very well at this at this point in my life but i do think that what i'm trying to say is important and i guess it's probably a pretty universal thing for kids to just want to be heard and understood yeah and and it's like with you aaron you said you're an introvert the good the great thing about audio is you don't have that real face-to-face contact which could make you nervous in some situations and you were just trying to get respect as a kid like you know being the younger person, uh, it, it makes you, you know, feel like, uh, what do I do? You know, how do I get my voice out there? And I guess your dream yeah. of trying to sit behind the mic and radio and and getting that expression of being serious, I have an opinion, no matter how ridiculous it is, you just wanted to have some contact comfort. And once you got that attention, you started to gain that reputation and respect of, hey, I can be, I can be anybody I want, no matter who's ahead of me. You found your way, and you made it into the uh, audio world with, uh, so far, I would say, successful uh, beginnings, as I, as we all are uh, here on Anchor and uh, outside, because we're all we're all beginners. When we first do anything, we're all beginners and entry-level people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very why, good story about how you fit. Yeah. What were you going to say? That's why podcasting, I think, is so is so great. Like, I remember getting my own iPod for the first time, and just oh, realizing right. that back. normal people, yeah, yeah, normal people were able to sit behind a mic and just say whatever they wanted. And it's like that, you got to realize that that's pretty big. Like right now we're so used it's to powerful, it. powerful, yeah. But I, yeah, I grew up when there was no such thing as a podcast. And I'm sure like you did probably too, especially as you're really young, you probably wouldn't even remember um, when it happened anyway. But I remember I hearing about this thing called a podcast because of the the iPod made that that kind of connection, and people were doing internet radio shows, but this was this was a little bit that different. was different, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it kind of was like, ever since I heard the the word and what it was, I was always kind of like, I want to do that. And I've had several podcasts throughout my life. None of them had super long run times, but I like to get interested in something, I do it, and then when it doesn't make sense for me anymore, I just stop doing it. You know what I mean? I don't I get hung you. up on doing something I don't like. Yeah. And yeah, and when you don't, when you start getting hung up, you'll start going through motivational ruts, and that's that's the key. When you do anything, in anything, in any like field or study or whatever, you got to have motivation. And if you don't have that motivation to do something, I'm I'm personally thinking your head will go different ways, and I guess that that could be the case with you, in yeah. some ways too, because you you'll see as a kid you probably went different ways mm-hmm. because you didn't know where to start so that's understandable yep now before exactly. we get to the next question i uh, just uh before we get to the next question uh we obviously got to say uh as a disclaimer here uh thoughts and prayers to the hurricane harvey victims and uh thankfully yeah. aaron you were not affected by this storm but the question is because you live in texas and houston being big has the recent hurricane in your state of texas given you more appreciation of mother nature and the human sacrifice 
Yeah, it definitely has. There's so many stories coming out of Houston and and even in the surrounding areas, because I think we need to remember it's not just Houston. Um, It's surrounding areas. It's a lot of places got hit pretty hard. Um, Houston's in the news a lot. Yeah, Beaumont. Yeah, Houston's in the news a lot because it doesn't happen there that often. And it is is big and it's tragic. So, um, yeah, it's definitely – I love to see the stories coming out of people who are – sacrificing their own well-being to save people, like literally save people. We don't see that too much in our modern culture. Um, you know, you hear about like, oh, this guy's a hero because he donated $100, yes, $100 to this. And that that is good stuff to do. But like, it's rare that we get to look and say, that guy literally is a hero. <laughs> he is a normal yes. guy who happened to have a boat. And so he was like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to save people. And he's pulling people off of their roofs and, you know, pulling debris aside to, to rescue people. And it's like that just gives you hope for humanity, I think, um, because when the yeah. chips are all down and things get real, it seems like a lot of people step up. And there's always going to be people who won't step up and there's always going to be people who would capitalize on the situation and loot and riot and all of that. But then there's the people who are just there to help with no, nothing to gain from it, everything to lose from it and nothing to gain. And that's been that's been pretty great. Um, and I think as, as far as the respect for Mother Nature, like definitely, I mean, I think you have to realize that we're living in a world that is uh, it, it belongs to us, but yet it doesn't, if that makes sense. It's like we have an effect on it. We have certain things that I believe we need to do better at, but then also at the same time, it's very unpredictable. And even if you saw this hurricane coming, you couldn't have predicted the devastation that happened. And so there's got to be a respect there. There's got to be a um, you have to know when it's time to evacuate, um, which I'm glad a lot of people, it seemed like a lot of people did. Um, You have to know when it's time to hunker down. You have to know when it's time to respect the animals, respect the trees. You know, when you tear down a bunch of trees, you need to replant trees. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, that may not have stopped this. And that's something I think people need to remember is there's a lot of stuff going on right now about global warming and all that. Yeah, we can. Nothing we do today may have, or like two weeks ago, nothing we could have done two weeks ago would have stopped what happened. You know? Um so you still have to understand that Mother Nature can be unpredictable. Um, and then going forward, okay, what can we do to clean prevent. things up? It just not even prevent. You're not going to be able to prevent storms. You know, those are going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But I think you need to kind of look around and go, like, this is this is it. Like, this is the place we have to live. Could we at least keep it clean, you know? Like, yeah, I hear you. Have you seen some of the pictures from, like, Houston and stuff with the water? Of course, there's just trash oh, yeah. everywhere. Because it's in the streets, it's on the side of the road, and you don't think about it there. But then when the waters come up and you just see filth everywhere. And uh, it just kind of makes me think that I feel like we should we should appreciate it more. We should have a little more reverence towards it. And that should mean that after something like this, we all kind of band together and say, we're at least going to keep things clean. And I won't get into whole political thing about global warming yeah, and all that. I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested in, like, 
if if something if nature can be so destructive it should be respected and you it isn't to stop it or to appease some you know some god that bought judgment or something it's just a respect thing and it's the only planet we got right now and so yep i don't know maybe i got too political but hey i also have a political podcast so yeah but i know what you're saying because there's one thing about mother nature you can control many things in life you can't control what mother nature does it's it, whatever it yeah. throws out you gotta overcome it but uh the human sacrifice find that underlying hero you know we hear about the big stars donating money but that underlying hero of going to the boat and i'm sure you guys probably noticed well when you had 2008 hurricane ike uh in your area and you're you live near the gulf coast so hurricanes are more prone in that area and you know back to the point of bonding and uniting as one it's kind of like with any ridiculous or a tragic situation you know whether it be this unbelievable mass destruction of a hurricane or the unfortunate events of say coming up 9 11 the, the united mm-hmm. the united states bonds as one or any country could bond as one and that shows the right. hope of humanity and the good side of humanity, which is not, you know, provoked in media. Sometimes in media it's negative attention, but to stay on uh, point, it's good. You know, you see you see humanitarians mm-hmm. who you never thought step up each and every day, and it gives you an appreciation to, hey, maybe I yeah. want to do something, or maybe I need to help out, even if it's in the smallest way, which is a, a great thing, mm-hmm. I think, about the side of human human emotion, which is uh, yeah, I think, always good. Yeah, I think, too, that... I think what we need also is like the thing you said about, you know, after after 9-11 and after big, big things that happen, you know, tragedies that happen, people do tend to bond, to like bond together and overcome adversity. And again, I said earlier, that's probably the, the coolest thing about humans. But at the same time, yeah. it's like we can't... There's negative effects one of, yeah, one of these times we need to realize that, like, we can't let ourselves slip back to not being bonded together, you know, um, to slip back into the negativity. Like, it's sad that it takes a tragedy to unite us. That's, yeah. that's pretty sad to me. And it's like, I, I get it. It's the reality of the situation. But at the same time, it's like, man, I wish I wish that at the end of one of these tragedies that we would all kind of wake up together and realize, Let's not wait until the next tragedy to help each other. Yeah. Like, let's help each other each day. And let's be a community of people who are going to protect each other instead of tear each other down. Um, because that's what I'm seeing all over Texas now is just people bonding helping, and, helping. and banding together to help. And it's like, this is great. I love it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But can we do that after the dust settles? That's the real test, mm-hmm. is can we do it after? Yeah, having that neighbor-helping-neighbor neighbor approach and all. I, I got you. Especially, yeah. the, the, best saying, the best saying about history is you never want history to repeat itself. So hopefully this event will inspire people to be more positive and, you know, protect our planet. We only got one. So I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. And I, I, can, I can empathize towards you because I had my uh, Hurricane Sandy during my time five years ago. So I understand where you're coming from. So we move on to question nine, more of a uh, wide-spoken uh, question. As a millennial yourself, what would you say to the younger Generation Z and other millennials going through tough times or struggle to find what they want to do in life 
or any like motivational uh, thing mm. you want to say to anybody in that generation. You know, it's hard to find yeah. you know, who you want to be, and we talked about rebranding, so I'll leave it to you. Yeah. So a couple couple years ago is when I first, I mean, I started hearing this term millennial a few years back. And I, at that time in my life, so I was in my 20s then, was kind of thinking that the millennial generation was the kids below me. So, like, the teenagers and younger below. Um, and so I didn't think of it. I didn't think about it too much. You know, when they're like, oh, these I kids do this and these kids do that. Well, then I, I realized just a few years ago I'm in that age bracket. And it was yeah. kind of enlightening to me because it's from anybody born from around early 1980 to 2000. That's the generation. And I was born in 86. And so it's like I am part of that generation. Um, I'm a little older than what you would consider some of them, but up until I'm about 35, you know, I'll always be a part of that generation because it moves, of course. But um, I was surprised. I was surprised to hear that. But And that really got me to thinking about um, – the younger generation uh, underneath me and even even the others, you know, like you said, the Z generation um, yeah, that's Z. coming up into high school and stuff like that. Um, and I know some of them got some of them in our church and things like that. And I guess the biggest thing for me is to not disparage them because I was sitting there thinking, yeah, those those kids, you know, always on their phones. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on my phone, you know. And, and then I realized that that label – was supposed to also apply to me, and that's when it was kind of eye-opening. And so um, I don't like the label only because people have such a negative connotation yeah. to it. I think I think we're going to be the greatest generation. I know that they say, you know, the whole World War II generation is the greatest generation. But, like, I think we're going to be very influential because we're very passionate. Um, we want we want to do something that matters with our lives, and you're not afraid and to change your mind, right? Yeah, um, there's a lot of good qualities, and so when people boil us down into, oh, you're always on your phone, or you always do this, or you always yeah. need safe spaces, it's like number one, that's not true of everyone because I'm proof of that that I don't need those things, but so. I have this weird relationship with it where I've started to kind of embrace it a little bit more and be like, yeah, that's who I am, what of it. But also at the same time, I hate when we make labels and put people into the box. And so I think it's cool to use the label. I think it's fine. I think over time, I think we're going to own that label. And um, we'll be like, yeah, we're millennial. We were the ones that were given participation trophies. Now, I wasn't because my parents (laughs) didn't believe in that. But – a lot of a lot of people were, but hey, we that's not our fault. Like we weren't, the, we didn't ask no. for those. And so, what you see is a, some people who need to learn more in their 30s now than they did in their 20s. Um, and I feel that in my own life, where in my 20s I was I was fine. Like I felt like I had everything together. But then as I got closer in my 30s, I'm like I have a lot to learn still. And that actually kind of excites me. It makes me happy because I feel like I have something to look forward to. I have, I didn't hit 30 and feel like my life is over, like the generation above me did. Like I felt like when people hit 30, they're like, oh, no. But I see guys my age and girls my age hitting 30 and going and just being energetic and still full of life and ready to tackle the challenges. And 
also not feeling bad for still wanting to kind of be a kid. And I, I just feel like yeah, that's no, going to be so fun. beneficial. Yeah, when we get into like our 40s and 50s even, I feel like we're going to be so um, energetic and not in the like physical manner, but just in our personalities that I think we're going to be really influential in the world. We already are, but um, and for myself included, I just feel like it's going to be a different breed of person. And so I have a lot of hope for the millennial generation. Um, and I don't really like when people disparage them, you know. <laughs> um, for those who are younger, I guess, I do I do have, you know, like the, the teens coming up. Teens for me are the point where I really kind of check out because <laughs> I, I, I remember being one not that long ago. But also, like, some of the attitudes from some teens is just kind yeah. of irritating to me. Uh, and so I kind of am just like, I'm going to let them get through their teens. You know, I'm going to leave them alone. Let them get through that time in their life. They become 20, 21. That's when, to me, they start becoming interesting again. Um, and I start, you know, thinking, hey, we, have, we might have something in common now. Um, but I guess I would say to them at this point is just kind of, don't let anybody disparage you. You're going to have yep. so many tools and resources because, like, you have the Internet for your entire life, and that is so powerful. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't waste the opportunity. It's going to be so easy for you to be like, I'm just going to waste all my time watching YouTube. And it's you like you you can't. Like, you can't. You can take some, you can take some time. Like, have some rest and relaxation, but start thinking about how you're going to use the tools that are given to you to change the world. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. I'm, I'm convinced of it. We're, my generation's kind of, we're standing in the gap for you. We're the ones who are yeah. like, we're, we were there before the internet. I remember it clearly the days without internet and it wasn't a big deal. Uh, and then when it became a thing, it was like, Oh, this thing's kind of cool. And it just exploded. So yeah. for you guys, you got to think of those same things where you're like, this seems kind of cool, and then just watch it explode, you know, and whatever that next thing is, and realize that you can be a part of it, you can build it, because, you know, your parents or the, the generation ahead of you did the same thing, you know. Um, so I'd, I'd want to just be encouraging to them. I wouldn't want to tear them down um, I think we're starting to see from what I've seen in some of the early, like younger teens is a, a way that they're balancing their cell phones versus interacting with people in real life. And I've actually seen yeah. it from some of the people in our church group. Yes, they're on their phones. Of course, like because they're talking to their friend and they're communicating or they're, you know, they're making they're making music on their phone or they're writing a blog post or they're, you know, they're doing all this different That's, stuff. Yeah. But then they're able to set it down on the table and talk to their friend who's right in front of them. It's like I think they're going to have – they're just going to naturally evolve that talent. And I think the reason why millennials get such a hard time about that is because we we knew it before, and so we're not adapted to it as much. And so we tend to – we do tend to get lost in the shiny objects, you know. But for the younger generation coming up, they it's going to be like, what's the big deal? Yeah, of course I have a phone. Of course I'm looking at it. Why would I not? It's 27. What's on here? Like, exactly, yeah. So 
I think they're just going to naturally evolve to a place where, yes, the device is there. Yes, it's a part of my life. Yes, I depend on it. But I have learned how to adapt that into my life and make that a part of me and make me a better person. And I really, I really think that that's going to happen. It has to happen because otherwise um, we'll just we'll all just throw our phones away if, it, if it's as bad as people say yeah. it is because you can't live that way forever. So we're the generation that's learning for you guys. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Was a that. Now, Sorry. no, it's good. It's good. I love long-winded answers. It shows the true emotion out there. But um, as someone who is now, it's things. It's interesting with me. For me, I'm, I still consider myself a Generation Zer, although some people uh-huh. don't. Some people think I'm not even a teenager. But the point is, what I'm trying to do, and what you're trying to do is we're trying to combine the generations, in my opinion, and try to work off each yeah. other, feed off each other. As someone who's, you know, lived with, like, not lived, but I've seen teenagers each and every day, I, you know, go to school, there's some really good qualities. And even on uh-huh. Anchor, there were, some, there were some kids at two, counting to ten. There was a, a kid who was talking about trying to help the homeless already at age 12. There's a lot yeah. of good stories, and there was one story about a piano player who's already having an album out at, at age 12. That's crazy good. That's like yeah, yeah. That's like the evolution of the mind of like it's. I don't know if you know Darwin, but he said mm-hmm. one day that our brains are going to get pushed back more. And I feel like, believe it or not, the kids growing up now, let's say 2010 and above, or even they have so much power with them. Like they have. It's just crazy what their potential is, and the sky's the limit. And I, I really yeah. believe in this future generation. And I, re- I really, I don't have any problem with any generation, honestly. And like you, yeah. you guys from the millennials, as someone who's kind of caught in between that Z and millennial, I feel like I can feed off a millennial because they give me, they've given me so much. I can feed off the Zer to keep me up to date on things. And it's just a great. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm in the best position, but I'm saying anyone can be in a great position as long as you feed off each other and combine the efforts and collaborate. And collaboration is a big word when it comes to anything you do. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like like you guys kind of, I guess, laid the foundation, and now everyone's starting to build off it, which is a great tool in my opinion. Yeah, we we laid the foundation of we know how damaging this stuff can be. Like, I know the damage of sitting there all day on your phone and not interacting with people. And so hopefully what will happen is the kids will see their parents doing that and go, oh, I don't don't want anything to do with that. Not to throw their phones away, but to just make an effort to connect with people in whatever way they can. Um, I'm very optimistic about people younger than me because I think that, um, and I hope that someday I can be like a good example to them of like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm at the dinner table right now. I probably shouldn't be on my phone learn from me like look at that and go okay i'm not going to do that and i honestly i learned the most from my parents and i don't know if they'll ever listen to this or not but i learned the most from my parents on the stuff that i looked at them and said i'm not going to do that when i get older and that's not to disparage them at all because they're really great parents but we learn from from our parents by looking at them and going i'm not going to be like you I'm not going to be that way. And that sounds harsh and that sounds bad, but 
uh, once you kind of sift through all that stuff and you're like, okay, that's not what I'm going to do, then you start looking at, okay, what am I going to be? And you still pull from, like, your parents' wildlife that they do this. And this all happens subconsciously. Nobody thinks this way. But um, yeah, really hopeful, man. Like, honestly, like, I know their kids are going to make stupid mistakes, and it's infuriating yeah. sometimes. But you got to put yourself back there and think, yeah, I did the same. I did the same thing. I just didn't have access to the things they had access to. It's just the evolution of uh, how people grow and how technology's evolved, and that's that's a, yeah. that's an own interview in itself, which is crazy to think about. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, as someone who's kind of calling between, I have, I have no doubt that we'll figure it out, and. This generation yeah, yeah. could even, I mean, now Generation Z will wait the generation, whatever is next. I don't know whatever next is, but. Yeah, we ran, ran out of yeah. alphabet. Yeah, so I guess we yeah. wait, I don't know. Maybe we can do one right now. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's just call it uh, Generation, oh, 8.2? No, I don't know. But yeah, the point you just is, start over. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. The point is, I really, I really do have faith in this generation. I really have faith in. Not the people I see every day, but the the world, you know. We can't just focus mm-hmm. on one area. The world, too, as someone who's, you know, been to areas, you see different things. And, and you, same thing, you know. You've seen, I guess you went to, you went to VBS over the summer. You see mm-hmm. how kids interact from all different cultures, too. You know, yep. some are Italian-American, yep. some are, you know, Hispanic. So it's It's good. It's good. I think. Yeah. I just really have yeah. optimism. I, I really do, and I, I, I share the same sentiments as you. So the, I know it's kind of the diversity. Did, what's up? Sorry, the diversity is a big thing that you just hit on there. Yeah. Like because um, as I was playing with these kids in VBS, and there's there's kids of Hispanic descent and African American and white and all of this, and not a yeah. soul there cared. Like the and I'm talking young kids. I'm talking five, six years old. Yeah. Not a soul there cared, you know, and I think that's going to be the mentality going forward. So when you see things like racism and all this stuff that's just been popping up yeah. in the news, you don't see kids. And I think that should scare people with those ideologies because it's not going to last because it's just not the way that that generation thinks. They're so exposed to other cultures now that they're just naturally going to be like, wait, what what's the big deal with this person? You yeah, know? what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's hopeful. That's the beauty of kids. Yep. Yeah, it's the beauty of kids. They just they just they just want to have a good time and have their inner heart, you know, show in their personality, which I think is awesome. For sure. So after that answer, we go to question ten and the bonus. So, all right. I always ask this. Thing. Here we go. What is your goals in the next five years? I I wrote as a side note, personally, anchor work or. Etc. Whatever you want to talk about. Okay. The floor is yours. Uh, let's take Anchor first. Um, yeah. Number one, I definitely hope that Anchor's still here. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're praying. <laughs> yeah, in five years, I hope that it's caught on. I hope that um, it's not going to be, in my mind, I don't okay. think it's going to be yeah. the next Facebook. I think it's going to be, but I think it could live on its own like, um, and do well. Because it's going to be a, a niche audience of those of us who like to create audio. So, you know, I think there is kind of a limited amount of people who like to do that. But um, so I hope to still be doing Anchor. Um, I kind of 
I don't want a huge following. That sounds weird, but I, got I, I would like to have a group of people that I collaborate with like this because I feel like you're motivating me to create more. And so I feel mm-hmm. like if I could get a group of people that I've met on Anchor, five, six people, and we've we've created a friendship through Anchor, and we just kind of keep creating into each other's stuff, I feel like that's a win. Like, that's about all I could want. I'm not planning on quitting my job and doing Anchor full-time. No. I'm not about that, you know. Um, I like my job. I like what I do. But I think I'd like to use this as a creative outlet. So I would hope that in five years the, the app's very very uh settled it's very established people yeah. know what it is and uh you know occasionally when you're talking to somebody they're like yeah i really love listening to their podcast i can say hey i do that i do one of those have you ever heard of anchor and they go yeah i've heard yeah. of that and then you know we can kind of connect that way um and people can hear my opinions and stuff like that i just think it's so important to say what you believe say sometimes what you feel. yeah yeah yeah, it's say what's what's going on in your mind and just get it out there in the world. And in a age where ideas are so dangerous right now, because yeah, everyone, you. you never know what you can say to get somebody offended. And I'm always trying to be very careful of that. I'm gonna make stupid mistakes, and it's infuriating yeah. sometimes. But you got to put yourself back there and think, yeah, I did the same. I did the same thing. I just didn't have access to the things they had access to. It's just the evolution of uh, how people grow and how technology's evolved, and that's that's a, yeah. that's an own interview in itself, which is crazy to think about. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I as someone who's kind of calling between, I have I have no doubt that we'll figure it out, and this generation yeah. Yeah. could even. I mean, now Generation Z will wait the generation whatever is next. I don't know whatever next is, but yeah, we ran it, ran out it, of alphabet. Yeah, so I guess we, yeah. we might, I don't know. Maybe we can do one right now. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's just call it uh, Generation. Oh, eight point two. No, I don't know. But yeah, the point you just is, start the point over. Is, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. The point is, I really, I really do have faith in this generation. I really have faith in not the people I see every day, but the the world. You know, we can't just focus mm-hmm. on one area. The world too. As someone who's you know, been to areas, you see different things, and and you same thing. You know, you've seen. I guess you went to you went to VBS over the summer. You see how kids interact from all different cultures too. You know, yep. some are Italian American, yep. some are you know Hispanic. So it's it's good. It's good. I think yeah. I, I just really have yeah. optimism. I, I really do, and I, I I share the same sentiments as you. So the, I know it's kind of the diversity. Sorry, the diversity is a big thing that you just hit on there. Yeah. Like, because um, as I was playing with these kids in VBS, and there's there's kids of Hispanic descent and African American and white and all of this, and not a yeah. soul there cared. Like the, and I'm talking young kids. I'm talking five, six years old. Yeah. Not a soul there cared. You know, and I think that's going to be the mentality going forward. So when you see things like racism and all this stuff that's just been popping up yeah. in the news. You don't see kids, and I think that should scare people with those ideologies because it's not going to last because it's just not the way that that generation thinks. They're so exposed to other cultures now that they're just naturally going to be like, wait, what? what's the big deal with this person? You yeah, know? what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hopeful. That's the beauty of kids. 
Yep. Yeah, it's the beauty of kids. They just, they just, they just want to have a good time and have their inner heart, you know, show in their personality, which I think is awesome. For sure. So after that answer, we go to question ten and the bonus. So, all right. I always ask this. Thing. Here we go. What is your goals in the next five years? I I wrote as a side note, personally, anchor work or etc. Whatever you want to talk about. Okay. The floor is yours. Uh, Let's take Anchor first. Um, yeah. Number one, I definitely hope that Anchor's still here. <laughs> um, yeah, we're praying. <laughs> yeah, in five years, I hope that it's caught on. I hope that um, it's not going to be, in my mind, I don't okay. think it's going to be yeah. the next Facebook. I think it's going to be, but I think it could live on its own like, um, and do well because it's going to be a, a niche audience of those of us who like to create audio. So, you know, I think there is kind of a limited amount of people who like to do that. But um, so I hope to still be doing Anchor. Um, I kind of I don't want a huge following. That sounds weird. But I, got I, I would like to have a group of people that I collaborate with like this because I feel like you're motivating me to create more. And so I feel mm-hmm. like if I could get a group of people that I've met on Anchor five, six people, and we've we've created a friendship through Anchor, and we just kind of keep creating into each other's stuff, I feel like that's a win. Like, that's about all I could want. I'm not planning on quitting my job and doing Anchor full-time. I, no. I'm not about that, you know? Um, I like my job. I like what I do, but I think I'd like to use this as a creative outlet. So I would hope that in five years the, the app's very, very uh, settled, it's very established. People yeah. know what it is. And, uh, you know, occasionally when you're talking to somebody, they're like, yeah, I really love listening to their podcast. I can say, hey, I do the, I do one of those. Have you ever heard of Anchor? And they go, yeah, I've heard yeah. of that. And then, you know, we can kind of connect that way. Um, and people can hear my opinions and stuff like that. I just think it's so important to say what you believe say sometimes. What you feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and say what's, what's going on in your mind and just get it out there in the world. And in a age where ideas are so dangerous right now, because yeah, everyone, you never know what you can say to get somebody offended. And I'm always trying to be very careful of that because I never want to offend anybody. But um, sometimes you need to just kind of put yourself out there and say, I apologize if this offends you, but here's my belief. Let's talk through why you yep. don't believe that way or why why am I wrong so that I can change and learn and grow. And if you never say it, then your ideas never get challenged and you never learn and you never grow and things never change and you're left behind. So um, I hope that Anchor becomes a place for that, for like free speech, for, yeah, I mean, if there's probably going to be some radical ideas, but I think that oh, by yeah. putting those ideas out into the light of day and allowing us, to talk about them and be like, okay, I see what you're saying here, but here's what I believe. Here's why I think you're misinformed or whatever. I think that's how change happens. And so I don't want Anchor to go down the, the route of like YouTube where it's like they're trying to wash everything and be like, no, we've got to be clean. we got to be clean for the yeah. advertisers and all this. I would like Anchor to be more of a free speech platform. Um, and yeah, that, invites yeah. some of the, that invites some of the crazies, but I think that if you don't have those people out there challenging your ideas, then you'll never learn and you'll never grow. So hopefully maybe in less than five years, but that's kind of where I'd like to be as far as on Anchor and with the app itself. Um, 
work-wise is probably a little harder to, to answer right now just because yeah, I hard, started yeah, a new role. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Um, I definitely, the company I work for, I love the company. I'm planning on staying with that company until I retire as far as I'm concerned, um, unless something crazy happens. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And personally, I mean, I just want to be – I want to be a lot more fit. I want to be and mentally too, not just my body. I'm working a lot on like fixing my mind and like the way that I deal with food and the way I eat. Yeah. And uh, naturally then the weight is kind of coming off because of that too. So I would hope in five years I'm still doing that kind of stuff too and always trying to learn something new and uh, staying active would be, would be great. Because, yeah, then I'll be like 36, so – That'll be the real test if I'm still active or not after five years. Yeah, that's a great point. About We'll, we'll start with, uh, I guess, personally before we get to Anchor. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. for anybody out there who's going through what Aaron's going through, like, you know, struggling for weight loss and whatnot, do what you feel is right. Don't – if you feel like you have a habit that's bad, you've got to try to break it, but do it in a slower mm-hmm. process. If you rush it too fast, you'll start, you'll start overthinking things. So slow and steady wins the race here. And – uh I, I guess yeah, we'll it really does. elaborate. If you want to elaborate on what you're going through right now and have people emphasize yeah. if you want something. I mean, so, yeah, definitely. So, like, obesity and um, diabetes runs in my family. And so already I'm at a disadvantage to some people um, because some people are just born with straight-up better genetics than I am. But um, I don't want that to be something that makes me stop you know, and give up. Um, I will basically, the way I'm looking at it is you got to do what you can do with what you're given, you know, Um, and not, and kind of start ignoring other people who maybe have it better than you, who maybe have never been overweight, never had that struggle because they just had good genes. I knew a guy growing up and I swear to you, he went to an ice cream parlor Almost every day. Every, and the guy was, oh my God. He, he was a he was a bean pole. He was so skinny. Skinny. His entire life and still is. And it's just he has a, met, a different metabolism. So I think what you exactly. need to remember is that every single person is different. And it what works for, for me right now may not work for you. And what worked for him, which was eating ice cream every day, definitely doesn't work for me because I just balloon. I go bonkers with that kind of stuff so for me i have to cut sugar out and i'm i'm eating low carb and i'm eating vegetables and stuff like that um but for someone else that may not work for them um yeah maybe they need to go low look at and you know a more traditional count your calories every day kind of diet and that works for other people so um I think try a bunch of different things. If you're trying to lose weight, like try some different diets and stuff. And then when you find the one that, number one, you notice results from, and also that you're like, I feel like I could stick with this without driving myself crazy, then stick with that for like three or four months, see what happens. And then um, I always want to encourage people to like, I don't think you should jump to weight loss surgery immediately. Um, I have people in my own life who have, and I'm not, yeah, not judging them at all because it was what they needed to do. But it's like, if you're still able to get up and go work out, um, try that first, like try to stick with that first. Number one, you're going to feel better mentally 
because it just gets the blood pumping. But also, like, um, physically, it's going to be a, a more healthy burn. But it's going to take time, man. Like, I didn't, I didn't gain all this yeah. weight um, overnight, and I'm not going to lose it overnight. It was a long exactly. process to get here, so it's going to be a long process to get back. So um, just understand that everybody's different and that something that worked for your friend may not work for you. I think that's probably my best advice for, for that. No, it's, it's, that's absolutely the right advice because you, you just never know. You got you got you got to know thyself, right? As uh, yep. Shakespeare yep. said, because uh, if you don't Biggest know thyself, part, yeah. you don't know you're you don't know what you're doing. So that's uh, you were going to say something. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. Okay, so that will pretty much do for personally. Uh, anchor wise, um, mm-hmm. personally, I don't know. I really feel like anchor. In the year, what will it be, 2022? Uh, first of all, I hope it's there. But I think, yeah, I hope Anchor in the second decade of 21st century, 2K20, I got a lot of people, like, I know personally from that, like, they're graduating that year. And I always tell yeah. them, like, you guys are going to be the most influential people for the next generation because you guys don't realize what the power of the second decade has, you know. That's crazy because mm-hmm. you'll be living through almost two decades of your life in the 21st century. And I really believe in this app. The only concern I have, really, is where is the uh, balance between curators and creators, which is another topic for later. But other than that, if they just keep rolling out the features and really being consistent with their updates, I think Anchor will not only survive, but hopefully one day, maybe this will be the now podcast source. Like, instead of Apple yeah. iTunes, yeah they can start having more statistics on their anchor. You know, if you make it with anchor, they can start giving you more feedback. And actually I made an anchor Easily, podcast yeah. mm-hmm. and it says they had, like you have X amount of views. Plus you had 18 listens on your podcast. I, I got that a couple of days ago, Yeah, which I just started yeah. one, which I just started one anchor. So I think that's a good start. And that could lead to something huge in my opinion. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I really, I really do have op- optimism about anchor. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I had, I did Anchoritis as a podcast, so it's on iTunes and Google Play. So if you're interested in doing it that way, I think you're right. I think that if they keep going the way they are, um, they could become the place for podcasts. Like they could take that over from Apple. I think the one thing that needs to happen is they need to allow us to do longer form content. And I understand like the idea of short, yeah, short digestible stories. And I think you need to keep that. But, you know, these interviews are long. So it's kind of like if there was just some way to notify the person that, hey, you're about to listen to an hour and a half segment. If you don't want to do that, swipe in it and you can go to the next segment, you know. Yeah. Because I think there are times where I want quick things because I just have a few minutes. And there are times where I want the hour and a half interviews, you know. And I love hearing people do that. Some of the podcasts I listen to are three hours long. And I listen wow, to them over true. the course of a few days. Like, I don't listen to them all at once. It's over the okay, course of yeah, a few days. So, yeah, the other feature you have to have to do that then would be the ability to pick up where you left off within a segment, too. Um, yeah, so if Anchor 3.0 had something like that that embraced, hey, we are we are the new podcast of the Internet. You know, that that is now us. That's who we're going to be. Um Instead of being the Snapchat of audio, being the YouTube of podcasts, I think would be a much better route to go. Yeah. 
And plus, we are the great thing about Anchor though is we we the two point ers, and this is absolutely no offense to the one point. The one point ers laid the foundation. Now that we're the audio boomers that took over, and obviously a lot of YouTubers, we have the power mm-hmm. now to say whatever we want to feel, and they seem to listen. I obviously the big the biggest shout out here has to go for Maya from Anchor. She's very supportive mm-hmm. when it comes to call-ins and stuff. And if they could just continue to grow it, I, I see the sky's the limit. I mean, yep. it's kind of like that millennial. They laid the foundation for Generation Z. 2.0, like us, when we joined in what, uh, late June, early July, we could yeah. be something special two, three years down the road. And then hopefully we're not the Snapchat of audio. And then for everybody's sake, we get to start seeing not just kids join, because I know there, there's not many of them on here, but right. we start seeing more youth, youthfulness and and more of an energy of positive uh, reinforcement, which which would be great for the app. And I think that's something for we sure. All could use. Yeah, there's definitely and, some a place for for this app because all you need to do is is search for any podcast on iTunes, and you'll find yeah. thousands of results. And we're talking active podcasts that people are posting, like, weekly and not just, like, old podcasts that people have forgotten about. So it's like if they could capture that um, that group of people by making it easy and intuitive and fun to post on here and also a way to get eat better stats back, like, immediately and, like, that audience participation like that, yep. that's going to be huge for podcasters for sure. That's revolutionary, honestly, to be honest with you. It is. Yeah, and, and some, it really and, is. And some of these... You were going to say something? Nope. Okay, I was going to say, some of these Apple iTunes podcasts, sometimes the names are so similar and you, you mess it up. It's like, oh, I, I hit the wrong one. So I, I really I really see potential, and i really like to see the revolution of Anchor, hopefully even next year. I, I think 2018 could be a, a benchmark to something big, so... Anchor, yeah. if you're uh, if anyone's listening out there from the Anchor team, you guys are doing great work. So, of course, there. But uh, and as far as your work, sounds like you're very stable and um, yeah, your job yeah. is uh, looking good. So that's, that's always good. Always got to have For stability sure. in life. Yep. So we've come to yep. the final question. Here we go. This is it. All right. Question 11, the bonus. What is one thing you would like to tell Anchor Nation that people don't know about you? Now, before people we begin, it seems know. like we... Okay. Before we begin... Before we begin, it seems like we got a lot of information we didn't know about you, but because, you, because you're the guy who, and before we begin, I know you love that I'm Not Famous song, so we'll leave it at right. that, but uh, to just, just to those six people, or to anybody who's listening out there, what's one thing they don't know about the real Aaron Bronan? Huh. Yeah, this is when I was looking at the questions, and I'm like, I don't know how to answer that, because we have covered a lot of stuff that... Um, I feel like would have been the interesting things. Like I would have said, I collect Lego sets and I'm 31. That's, you know, yeah, something that yeah, not yeah. a lot of people would know. Um, what's well, something they may not know? Uh, and that's a hard one. Uh, while I'm thinking of it, let me turn it around on you. What What is something that they wouldn't know about you? All right, so this is, a, all right. I think the most, I know a lot of people don't know me on Anchor yet. There are a lot of people who do, but don't. I think it would have to be, well, two things. It has to be that I'm 18 years old because if you guys know me, 
people were like, oh, Kev, you're 35, right? No, I'm not. I'm not a guy. Stop. <laughs> and the second thing is probably because of my, my school. I, I went 10 straight years from 2007 to this year without missing a day. That's, I think those wow. are the two yeah. things that people don't know about me. And I did an interview recently with uh, Ben from The Character, which I think you got. It, it really, for those of you who don't know me, now, you may whether you have respect after that interview or you don't, those type of things, and especially this past week, it motivated me, and it motivated me to do great things. So that's something that uh, to anybody out there. Okay, this is a disclaimer. Uh, I think what I'm going to do for that part is, because that's not Aaron's uh, answer, I'm just going to take that out completely. And we'll get to the part where he answers. So part 17 was basically the final question. Uh, it's basically Aaron, it's just he couldn't think of anything well. So we just basically said the AJR song, I'm Not Famous. And as a bonus, I, was gonna, I got too many parts on this interview. I apologize for the inconvenience. I'm just going call it to call it a day. I'm going to do one more part, just the end. And that's it. So thanks to Aaron once again, but... Stay tuned for part 18. Anchor family podcasting. I'm going to call for right now. And then he's got one from like a set. Yeah. Uh, what was the app you used for Seriously, though? Uh, uh, what's the, like, the, the fee? I forgot. Where I host Squarespace. that. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, though, that if, um, if Anchor moves towards more of what I'm thinking with like long content, I would yeah, yeah, seriously yeah. Consider, a, consider canceling the Squarespace, especially if I can do it for free on Anchor. But they got to allow me to upload longer segments. If they did that, yeah. then that feeds right to iTunes. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Me, One thing I got to say, that's okay. One thing I got to say is I also have my own separate podcast. I use uh, the Opinion app. Now, the, unlike yeah. the Squarespace, they, they, now the Opinion app claims like their stats are real because they have web listeners and actual people yeah. who like click on the app. But I, I share the same yeah. sentiment. If Anchor can deliver that long form content we want to see, I have no problem with switching. I mean, it, it, it's yep. just a wait and see right now. And that's, that's because I pay. Yeah, I pay Squarespace because oh, it's pay, more yeah. than just the podcast. Yeah, it's like I get the website and everything, um, and then I get unlimited storage on it. So, like, I okay. don't have to worry about, like, how many podcast episodes I, up, I upload. So I think that might be one of the reasons why Anchor is a little hesitant to do that because that's going to take a lot of bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And so they'll have to figure yeah. that out first. But if they do, I'm more than willing to switch it. I think it'd be great. Yeah, and I think a lot of people in Anchor who have, like, side projects or, like, side podcasts with, like, a different provider, uh, it's like TV. You would love to switch it as long as they got the right deal and the right brand in play. So I, I, exactly. I absolutely share the same sentiments. All right, Anchor Nation, uh, this, was, this has been a great interview with Aaron. Uh, I'd just like to say thank you to Aaron for taking time out of his uh, busy night here to join the uh, cast, and I look forward to publishing this soon. And Aaron, any final remarks before we go? No, that's pretty much it. I, I appreciate you having me on. I, ever since you kind of started doing these as a uh, permanent, I, I knew I wanted to be on it just because I, like, yeah. I like talking about this kind of stuff. So thanks so much. All right, guys. Thank you tonight to Aaron, and we will see you at a different time. Hello?
Hey, Aaron, KT here. Just wanted to give you a big shout. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your day on that Labor Day weekend when we uh, recorded the episode. And just thanks for being so supportive about what's going on with the app and uh, the issues we've had trying to get your episode up. Uh, Your promotions will start tomorrow. And I'm going to sound, excuse me, I'm going to have a new exciting thing about the plan too. So stay tuned as I do my outro. Hi, Anchor Nation. I'm Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. If you would like to have an interview with me or want to talk about something, please feel free to email me at kevintouch093 at gmail.com. Or if you have a story you want to share or tell an opinion, please make sure it is an epic side of content so I can view it on your station. And as always, thank you for listening to all the ep- episodes and enjoy. What's going on, guys? KT, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I have an exciting announcement to say. You, have, you like the interview? You want more answers? Have you ever felt like you need to ask a question? or you're just really intrigued by what Aaron said on the interview, now's your chance, Anchor Nation. You get to call. You guys can call into my station from now at this very moment until around Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, depending on the schedule, and you guys can publish call-ins, and Aaron will answer your questions. This is a brand-new way to promote the uh, interviewee and the person station, really. So thanks for listening, and I appreciate it, and please feel free to call in and ask Aaron a question.